When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy away on T20 World Cup duty. So Ricardo Ball and for him and joining us out of the US from the 3rd and 5 podcast is Simon Hampton. G'day Simon, how you doing? Good Ricardo, good to speak to you. Yeah, good to speak to you too mate. Uh, pretty busy where you are at the moment. I mean we're in the postseason of Major League Baseball. The NBA's just tipped off and we're right in the thick of the NFL season. Uh, lots going on. Yeah, we were just talking about it on our on our podcast that we just recorded um, a few hours ago. I think one of us, um, and I think the other guys are actually listening in at the moment. So um, you got a bit of an audience in, in Brooklyn, but one we're of the guys a spike is in our the, in our listenership from the US. That's right, that's right. Um, one of the guys is heading along to to the Nets opening day opening game tonight against the Pelicans at Barclays Center. Um, me and Dave, the other hosts, were at Yankee Stadium for Game Five last night. So. Yeah, with that in the NFL, there's um, a fair bit on for the next few weeks. Yeah, and the uh, the evil empire got out of jail, didn't they, mate? Against the Guardians, I mean, they were two one down in that in that series, and they managed to get it uh, back to New York and win the decider. So uh, they go up against um, the Cheats from Houston. Um, it's kind of it's 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 kind of hard to like anybody out of that side of the draw. I think uh, every, everybody's pretty much uh, on the on the uh, National League teams, aren't they? Yeah, I think everyone wants outside of Houston and New York wants. Um, basically both teams in the American League to lose somehow and would kind of like the Phillies Padres to just be the World Series I think but um, I think that's, that's spot on and, and they are sort of you know I can understand it a little bit there are two teams that have, that have definitely been there or thereabouts throughout um, the last five or six years the Astros I think are into their sixth straight American League championship series the final series before the World Series and they're meeting the Yankees for the third time in six years so um, there's a fair bit of history there. 2017, the Astros knocked out the Yankees at this stage, and that was the year where, where they had the cheating scandal. They did the same in 2019 when Jose Altuve had a, had a big home run. So um, there's a big rivalry here, and um, look, I think the Astros probably have the upper hand given the fact that they've been resting for the last three or four days while the Yankees have you know, been going back and forth to Cleveland and, and, and had to fly into Houston late last night. So I think the Astros probably have the upper hand, but... Um, I think it'll be a pretty close series. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a fascinating series to watch. Uh, what about uh, Philadelphia up against San Diego, or should I say, Hugh Bain and San Diego Padres to give them their proper title? Um, I mean, the the, right. the the Padres did such a good job getting past uh, a Dodgers team. I think most people uh, agreed were favourites to take out the World Series. Yeah, I think the Padres are a team that, that probably are suited better to a shorter series. I think they're a team that's that sort of got X factor and, and, and can win games that maybe they're, they're not quite favoured to win, but perhaps over the course of a, a longer series, the, the better team will prevail. And I think that's what's going to happen in this series. I think 
you know, we saw last night Zach Wheeler pitch a, a one-hitter across, I think, seven and a third innings for, for the Phillies. They've got Aaron Nola, another um, star pitcher, going tonight. I just think their pitching's a little bit deeper. I think Bryce Harper, the um, outfielder for the Phillies, is, is sort of coming into his own as, um, you know, treating this as his, his sort of big time in the spotlight, and, and he's going to sort of put a stamp on this series as well. So I think the Phillies um, should prevail there, but I think probably the, the Padres are, are the people's team. Um, they're, they're not a team that's had a lot of success, but they've also been very aggressive in recruiting players to San Diego, um, trading for Juan Soto, signing Manny Machado to a huge contract, uh, a bunch of others as well. So I think people would like to see um, a smaller team like that that sort of punch above its weight and, and, and go all the way. Um, so they'll definitely have, uh, I think, the country behind them, um, but uh, it might not be enough against the Philly side, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be um, a riveting series, but I think you're right. I think the Phillies look too strong. I mean, do the Phillies have enough to take out whoever wins the Yankees-Astros um, series, do you think? Yeah, I think they're a chance. I, I do think that the two best teams remaining are definitely the Yankees and Astros. Um, I think they've probably got a better chance against the Yankees. Uh, I think, you know, probably the, you know, maybe their the weaker offense um, in Philadelphia, not to say it's, it's bad, but I just think the, the Houston Astros pitching is so deep um, that, that they could shut down that Phillies offense, whereas I think the Yankees pitching is a little bit weaker and um, that could give the Phillies a chance to, to get some runs. But I, I would say definitely the Yankees and Astros would be the favourites. But I think if you're a Philly fan, you, you'd probably be hoping for to meet the Yankees. And I think you'd be hoping for that anyway, because that's only a you know a 90-minute train ride up to Yankee Stadium to, to go to away games. So it's a much easier trip than, than going down to Texas. Now, I know uh, one of the biggest clubs in Major League Baseball is the Boston Red Sox, and they finished bottom of AL East. But they weren't that far away, were they, from, from a wildcard spot? I think they were only, what, eight games off Tampa. Um, how much do they have to do in the offseason, do you think, and how much change do you expect to see there? Um, not a lot. I think the big question for them, they're, they're star shortstop. Um, Xander Bogas is um, well. He's, he's under contract, but he's got an opt out this year, and it's, it's widely expected he'll opt out of his contract and, and go to free agency. I think it'll be interesting to see whether they bring him back. Um, he's, he's starting to get a little bit older, and, and he'll need a long term deal. So there's rumours they may go their separate ways. You're right, though. I think this American League East division with Tampa Bay, Toronto, New York, and Boston is all, is all strong, and Baltimore starting to to come back as well. They had a, a surprisingly strong season. Uh, for Boston, yeah, I don't think there's a ton they need to do. I, I think it'll be sort of minor upgrades. Um, perhaps they look for one big splash. Um, there's been talks they might even go after Aaron Judge, um, which would create quite the storyline. But remember at the trade deadline, they're only three games out of a, a wild card spot and they decided to sell off their players, uh, which was a, a controversial decision, decision at the time. And, and they still didn't finish that far out of it. So I don't think they need to do a lot, and I think they'll expect to be pretty competitive again next year. All right, mate. Let's uh, shift our focus to the NBA. It tipped off yesterday. Uh, the Celtics' big winners, 126-70, oh, the 76ers, and the Warriors uh, burying the Lakers, 123-109. That's a lot of points for two games of the NBA. I just had uh, Modi Mayor, the Breakers coach, on before you uh, to talk about that, and he said something interesting. He said, oh, you know, I said, is this indicative of the way basketball is going and he said no it's indicative of the way the NBA is going uh, what was what was your take on, on on those two opening games yeah I think I think going back to last season we're definitely seeing more and more high scoring games where you know in the past games would regularly finish under 100 points for each side now it's basically 
just about every game, um, one team or both teams will, will score north of 100 points. Um, it's always tricky, isn't it? Because you, you get two big marquee matchups on opening night, and uh, it's easy to sort of read a lot into them. But the reality is, there's still 81 games to go for these teams, and um, there's a lot, a lot of basketball still to be played. I think the most concerning team is probably the Lakers. Um, they, they still don't, you know, it's just hard to see them being a contender again this year. I, I think they're going to be much the same as, as what they were last year, which will be maybe on the fringes of the play-in tournament, but I can't see them pushing up into the to the main playoff spots. Um, they started Russell Westbrook off the bench last night. He um, he had some moments, but he didn't look too flash overall. And, and so I think that their failure to solve that um, lingering question and, and getting rid of what Russell Westbrook um, is probably going to mean that, that I think they're doomed to sort of be, uh, you know, struggling a bit this season. Mm, yeah, well, you know, and nobody nobody loves that more than a Boston Celtics fan, mate, so uh, quite happy there, quite happy there. <laughs> uh, I, I should ask you before we move on to the NFL, um, the Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, feels like they'll probably be better after the experience of last year, given it's such a young roster. I think that they'll be a little bit stronger this year and, and could maybe go deeper in the playoffs. I think, I think so. I, I think they'll be stronger. I'm not necessarily... Um, convinced they'll have a better record than they did last year, but I, I do think they'll be better prepared for for the playoff series. I think you know, record-wise, there's just I think more competitive teams across the NBA. You look at like teams like the Clippers, who, who are going to have um, be much more competitive than they were last year with Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard fully fit. But yeah, down in Memphis, I think you know it's, it's basically bringing back that young core, and they're all a year older, um, and not in a bad way either. Uh, they're, they're they're still very young. Um, Stephen Adams is there. He's a vital cog of that team. I think they're going to be fun to w- watch, and, and they're going to win a ton of games this year. So um, hopefully they can uh, get on a deep run. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed uh, we'll, we'll be on the Stephen Adams Grizzlies train uh, over here. You know that much. Um, what about the NFL? It feels to me like this season is the hardest season in memory to pick. Everybody seems to be beating everybody else. I was looking at the uh, at the standings before. I mean, we're only six rounds in, and... We've got one, two, three of the um, of the divisions uh, that are led by teams with a three and three record. That says everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, you look at the NFC West, three teams on three and three, and, and the Arizona Cardinals at, at two and four. Like it's it's remarkable, and you know we often you know go into these games trying to predict them, and you just can't. Like you look at that uh, Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh game on the weekend, and, and the Steelers' defense was was completely banged up. They've got a rookie quarterback who had to go off, at, you know, half time I think, or, or just after with a concussion uh, against the Tampa Bay Bucks side led by Tom Brady, and the Steelers hold them out, and their defense looks incredible, and, and they beat the Bucks twenty eighteen. Arizona Falcons, um, sorry, the Atlanta Falcons, going up um, against one of the best D's in the in the league, and, and getting it done there twenty eight fourteen over San Francisco. Um, there's been plenty to Seahawks with with the quarterback that has been a backup basically every year, apart from the year um, his rookie year where he, we, he was terrible for the New York Jets. Geno Smith, uh, he's getting it done for the Seahawks. They're beating the Cardinals. They're three and three and, and surprising a lot of teams. So it is. It's it's kind of fascinating week to week. You know, we we're seeing plenty of upsets, which is interesting. It's really interesting, and and you know, there's a couple of things that in the past, if you're doing picking comps or you know, uh, you're making bets on on the NFL, you can generally look at it and go, okay, this team has a strong quarterback. 
they will find a way to win because the quarterback is smart, a lot of game intelligence, almost doesn't matter how many weapons they've got. Uh, and I, I was on that bandwagon a lot with Aaron Rodgers and, of course, Tom Brady as well. But both those guys are struggling a bit this season. I mean, I, I wondered whether or not uh, Brady had, had, had got to the end. But I'm more surprised with the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers. Where do you see them sitting? Yeah, not good. Uh, you know, a, a few games ago when, when they were sort of looking a little bit scratchy, but not too bad, I, I wasn't too concerned about them. Um, but after going down to the Jets 27-10, look, the Jets are, are impressing this year. They're, they're having a better season than expected, but the Packers at Lambeau Field should still be able to, to beat that Jets team with, with Aaron Rodgers there. And, and they, they, were, they were well short. I think there's, there's real concerns there over, you know, Rodgers' form, the, the depth of their wide receiving um, core, and... and, and Potentially the need there to bring in some reinforcements and it sounds like there might be a little bit of a disconnect between Rogers and the coaching staff. So, you know, they're, they're three and three, I think, at the moment. Uh, they're in a division with the, the Minnesota Vikings who are five and one. So they're a couple of games back at the Vikings. I think the, the thing that works out for teams like the Packers and the Bucks, I, they're in the NFC, which I think is a, a far weaker um, side than, than the AFC. And, and so I think these veteran quarterbacks will know that Perhaps they just need to sort of find a way to get to a, you know, a record good enough to just get into the playoffs, and that's when when the business um, really starts for guys like Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. I think overall, I'd probably be more concerned um, with the Packers than the Bucks. I think Brady's probably um, pacing himself a little bit, given he's 45. You know, there's rumours of, of off-field stuff um, with him and, and, and concerns there, and I think he'll know that that he just needs to get to the playoffs, and, and that's where things will start. But Certainly some concerns there for both those teams. Yeah, very much so. All right, mate. Hey, listen, Simon, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, Keep up the good work on the 3rd and 5 podcast. We'll talk to you again soon, eh? Thanks, Ricardo, mate. Talk soon. Yeah, will do. Uh, Simon Hampton there. Check them out, 3rd and 5 podcast. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.